Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 79th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. For this episode, we have Juan Kurtzman, who is most recently a junior art director at Ogilvy. You know, how's it going, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for, for taking the time to hop on on a Friday afternoon. No, thank you. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you're dealing with the, the pandemic, where you've been quarantining, the last one, maybe eight months it is now, and uh, how you've been keeping busy. Yeah, what, March is when we all went into lockdown, and we all left the offices. Um, I mean, you know, like everyone else, it's been an insane ride, it's still going on. Um, yeah, we all, you know, work from home started, and um, the hair grew, and uh, the stress went up, and um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was just kind of crazy, and I'm sure you get this from everyone. Days are long. Um, work started to merge with life. You know, you were always on, more so than you were before. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it's like you're rolling out of bed to work. Um, however, of course, it's different for people who are parents and have yeah. children at home and all that. That's a whole other situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been a wild year. Um, lost my grandfather. Not that I'm getting like trying no. to get too emotional. But lost my grandfather. Um, to COVID, or and he's in. What's that? To COVID or unrelated? No, um, thankfully not to COVID. Yeah, not that it really matters. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, part of me mentioning this was that you know I could have gone to Puerto Rico, which is where I'm kind of from. Um, but we can't. So those are the kind of things that like people are facing, right? That's the reality of it. It's like, okay, it's, it's way more than just work from home. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then it's like, you know, no, no family during the holidays, at least for me, um, because I'm not going to risk it. Um, I've got an aunt who's a pulmonologist and a couple other people in, in, uh, in healthcare. So it's like, they're like, yeah, don't, don't worry about family. <laughs> not, not worth it. Have you been able to flex, you know, your creative muscles at all? You know, knowing we're kind of stuck inside. Um, you know, yes and no. Um, I've been futzing around with Max MSP a little bit. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that program at all, but um, yeah. Cycling 74. Um, it's like a node visual um you know node programming kind of thing where you patch together little um, boxes that have functions it's yeah. kind of like you would patch a, a synth you know um and it's kind of i don't know open source would be the word but there's a big community that shares projects that you can just swipe and, and mess wow. with so there's a little bit of that um drawing you know um finding more free time for that um, Kurtzman.jpg. I'm gonna plug my Instagram. Yeah, so. definitely. Kurtzman.jpg. That's a JPG. What's that? Time to shamelessly plug is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, besides that, I've got my website, wongkurtzman.com. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got to plug. But no, I mean, in, in terms of the the rest of the year. Um, yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you. And then, you know, December comes around and Ogilvy takes another hit with uh, layoffs. And, you know, that's another turning point for the year. Um, another chapter. Yeah, so maybe. Then, yeah, here we are, you know. 
Yeah, so still relatively new. So glad you're getting at least the chance, you know, bounce back pretty quickly. And hopefully now that it's after the new year, people have got some budgets to, to spend and hire. So hopefully we'll get this live at the right time. <laughs> Maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself, how you got into the industry, where you've worked, maybe some clients you've worked on? Sure. Uh, well, before I say anything, this hovel I'm in, um, you know, excuse the mess. Um, there's like all sorts of weird patching and like, you know, crap. Um, had pretty words, dark in here. Anyways, I've also got like some noise in the background because I have a really obnoxious big heater. Um, but yeah, so my journey into advertising, that's what we're talking about now, right? Yeah. Um, so kind of long complicated as it is for some of other people in this industry because we've all got brains that are slightly askew um and multifaceted um so i came up in miami went to school in boston did fine arts art history um went back home and tried to tried to put in some work to try and get into the art scene there Probably didn't try as hard as I could, but it was also the beginning of like me realizing that maybe the same for me. Um, that being said, I still pursued it. So after a couple of years of being in Miami, I bought a one-way ticket to New York. You know, uh, part of that was me just being in love with New York my whole life and being like, okay, um, I was 26 at the time. Um, it was like, if I don't buy this ticket and do it now, I'm a lifer in Miami, like not necessarily a bad thing. Wasn't the place for me. Um, so anyway, so I get to New York um, and I've got a job being a studio assistant to Paul Pfeiffer, who if anyone's not familiar with his video work, um, it's, it's pretty striking stuff and it's worth checking out. Um, highly recommend it. And so anyways, I was there for, for a few years, um, wound up working in galleries like Paula Cooper Gallery and another one called Vivian Haran Fine Art. I don't know if the latter is still around. Um, but anyways, actually, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that because that was part of <laughs> the trigger, the catalyst for, uh, for me uh, leaving the art world. But um, anyways, I, I just, I had it there. And, um, <laughs> and I call up one of my friends who was working at DDB, he went through Miami ad school back in Miami at the beach. Um, and um, I was like, yo, get me a job. Any, any job you got over there, I don't care what it is, if I have to wash dishes or scrub floor or whatever. Um, and he's like, yeah, man, I got you. So he, he put in a good word at the people uh, at DDB, like the offices support staff, which is like office management, maintenance, that, that, that half of that end of the industry. Um, and I got a gig there. And so I wound up working with the kitchen uh, part of the department, which was involved with like, you know, getting um, food for meetings and all that stuff prepared and cleaning up the break rooms. And there were some stints where, you know, it's like, a, you're free today. We're missing somebody in the mail room. Go take care of that maintenance. Go take care of that. So I was there for three years doing that. Um, still thinking art, 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 right? Um, finally, um, 
is just like I'm walking around the the building and looking at these meetings and pitches, getting to know people, and I'm like, I can do this. Like I've got an art background, I can think. Um, in fact, I <laughs> I knew Nancy Underwood a little bit. Um, I don't know if you know who she is, uh, Nancy Underwood. She was the assistant to Bill Burnback um, back back in the way back in the day, and she loved ddb loved being there and was there till god i past retirement she would still come in um and try to work people would have to like push her out <laughs> from what i recall um anyways she approached me one day and uh we got to talking and it's like she's asking me like well why am i doing this job um i'm like well you know i'm trying to thinking about getting into advertising um I'm in this gig now, and I'm thinking maybe somehow through the back door I can become a junior art director or something. And um, she was like, yeah, well, why don't you? It's like, you got a college degree? I'm like, yeah. You you know how to, you know, paint and draw and all that? I'm like, yes. And she's like, so what's the issue? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess that's how, you know, it was approached back then. <laughs> I'm like, Easy Nancy, enough. it's it's all ad school now. It's all ad school. So um, that was the point where I was like, all right, I gotta just cash in my chips and quit the job at DDB, go to Miami Ad, and start over. So um, at was I 30, 32, <laughs> I'm 36 now. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, um, went over to Miami Ad, did my thing, came out the other end with a book, um, and then uh, internship at Edelman, and internship at Ogilvy, and then finally got hired at Ogilvy full-time. Um, so it's, yeah, sorry, that was long-winded, and oh, it's towards the end of the day, so I'm like, um, all good. staring at the LinkedIn screen. Yeah, um, what clients did you work on at Ogilvy? Um, I worked on Corteva AgriScience, uh, which is one of our big ones, um, and uh, Phillips, Tristan Phillips, Aetna, uh, Carnation Breakfast Essentials. That was a fun one. Um, yeah, let's see. There, there were a bunch of other brands that we touched on, uh, but mainly it was Corteva and Aetna. And what are you looking for You know, now in your next role, wherever that may be? Frankly, um, I mean, I, it's, I'm all over the place with it. It's like, to me, I'm trying to explore the landscape that is advertising. And that means, you know, hopefully I have a long enough career um, that I can kind of dip my toes into everything. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, consumer facing stuff is great. Did a lot of business to business. Um, so I guess stepping into the consumer facing side of things would be fun. Um, that's where a lot of people say the fun is um but but yeah so that's i think what i'm looking for soon yeah what are some of your better qualities that i guess you've learned you know at ad school or through your job that you've you know become pretty valuable at um that's a good question i mean in terms of what ad school gave me um mostly just being able to break down a campaign um give something legs, figure out what tactics work for what big idea. 
you know, and, and knowing when you're thinking tactically versus thinking holistically. Um, and that's one thing I, I took out of it. What was the other half of the question? I'm sorry. No, in general, just whether it was from ad school or from actually, you know, at Ogilvy, just things you've, you know, become. Right. In. Well, so yeah, when, when I got to Ogilvy, that's when a lot of the things that they obviously don't teach you in ad school come to life, right? Um, and that includes everything from uh, hierarchy in the business to acronyms like ad labs, EOD, and all those other wonderful things we start to hear when we work here. Um, and then, um, yeah, just the rest of the company structure. Um, and I think there is also, you know, when you're under the gun to present, as I kind of am right now, <laughs> although granted this is a different situation, um, you know, you, you're learning how to, how to put together and sell something, sometimes on the fly. Um, yeah, so totally. Communication is important. And then, of course, being able to work with accountant strategy and everybody else who makes the work work right? Because it's not just you. You need people who can help you plug into the system or give you a different set of eyeballs into a market. Um, so, you know, there's a lot you wind up learning, of course, on the job. And those are certain things that they can't really just teach you. Like, I mean, maybe if I ever wind up teaching at Miami Ad, I'll teach a class that's all about having a count double back on you and being like, no, we need to change this. Um, in the middle of a campaign because there's a whole lot of that that and just getting back to emails <laughs> you know, like yeah constantly being they, make it, they make it seem glamorous in ad school yeah exactly and it's like we're not all going to save the world with toilet paper right we're trying to like sell um so yeah you know yeah that's that's also part of it it's like you're not always going to get the dream account um you will get stuff that is boring, that is not interesting, and it is your job to make it interesting, at least for yourself, so that you can sell it. Because if you don't believe in it in any way, um, you're not going to do well presenting and selling. You know. Yeah, and if you can make those boring, in quotes, you know, stuff interesting, then you've really hit the jackpot and proved your worth. You know, right there. And not just that, but you can you can think a little bit more openly about the topic. You know, you can see things from different angles that you weren't um, aware of coming in. Right? I had no idea. Um, I mean, I thought I knew uh, stuff about farming, and you know, of course, you know, we're not all experts. But my journey with Corteva AgriScience was eye-opening. I mean, so many issues and layers and layers upon layers. Um, and th those are things that you come to find in every brand, right? You think you know one thing and you don't. And you have to be um, honest with yourself about that. There's always room to do research, even if it's your favorite brand. There is a story that you don't know. There is um, a challenge that they overcame somehow that they, you know, I don't know. But you, yeah, you get my point. Yeah, I, I agree for sure. Pivoting to, you know, and playing right off that, do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Favorite project that I worked on? Um, man, this is like, there's so much pressure because I'm on record. Um, 
there was some stuff that didn't make it um, that we almost sold through that were um, some and, and everybody who knows that worked with me on this knows exactly what I'm talking about um, for Corteva AgriScience. Um, that one was was fun. That was was like two months, maybe uh, more or or less of trying to come up with one of the most absurd things I had ever um, tried to make come to life. You know, like we were running numbers on this thing. We were, um, it involved renting a blimp. Let's just put it that way. I'm not gonna go more than that, but. Um, so that was great. Um, otherwise, like it was, you know, it's a junior, position right so you're not going to get access to the mind-blowing you know maybe you will if you're lucky um or if you know the right people but um you're not going to get the super flashy thing at first so you got to be content making some banners you got to be content making an email blast you know at least making the most you can out of it as arduous and as boring as it is yeah and once you do those things and, and keep earning respect and climb up the ladder, the, the more opportunities come for sure. Yeah, you, you get into the trenches and you get your, your hands dirty and you make sure you have fun with your copywriting part while you're doing it because otherwise you all are gonna go nuts. Um, so, you know, even during the boring projects, make sure you got your copywriter with you, make sure the communication channels are open and make sure you got plenty of jokes and good stuff to talk about because Doing banners for health insurance isn't the most fun thing. <laughs> I was saying, in good spirits, you know, for all for all the good days in the industry, there are a lot of tough, shitty, bad ones. But absolutely, gotta stay positive and, and keep trucking through. And that's that's, that's all you can really do. But it's it's yeah. not always easy at the time. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, but yeah, that's why that's where you know the the friendships and and work relationships really come through because you need to um, just have good people around you. Uh, yeah, what type if you do good work, I think you know it happens. You know, so. totally. What type of creepy things do you like to draw? What kind of creepy things do I like to draw? Well, um, a lot of them fall into like a surreal category. Um, there's some stuff I play with. It's like the idea is that like some of the stuff is, lives in like a hypnagogic space where it's like halfway between dreaming and waking. And also um, some of it in a real surrealist tradition is like making marks and creating something out of the marks and you know not knowing what uh, angle you're gonna take next with your pen. Um, and then of course I love horror movies and stuff so that gets me to work no matter what. So inevitably it comes out as creepy. <laughs> That's all right. And we'll check them out on your shamelessly plugged Instagram account. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the caption that won you second place in the New York cartoon contest that I saw on your website? Oh man. I lost to a pun. Um and, and Matt, I can get you I can get you a copy of this, the screen cap um of when it came up. But um, the illustration was a woman and a man in a hallway. The man is in his bathtub that appears to be walking. And um, behind him is the open door to the bathroom. 
the man in the bathtub is looking up at his wife, all kind of befuddled. His wife looks kind of angry, concerned, um, disappointed, maybe. <laughs> and, um, my line um, was, it was like, it made more sense in the infomercial. I think that's what the line was. And I lost to, um, honey, I'm sorry, I left the tub running. <laughs> nothing, nothing I mean, losing to you know, I was even like, <laughs> also, like, I wasn't expecting right. that to happen, right? Like, I got into this thing where um, I just, I, I got into a jam with, like, trying to churn out these lines for these captions, and so I would, like, enter once a week. And I guess like any other writing you do, right? Um, even if you're an art director, you gotta write a little bit. Um, you, it's a numbers game. So I guess I got lucky. Someone read it, they liked it and they posted it. And yeah, unfortunately I didn't get number one, but I'm happy to just get on, right. get on number two because hell, I mean, I don't know. Some recognition. That. <laughs> a smaller award, but at least some recognition. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. What do you do outside of work? Any hobbies? Outside or of work? Um, well, drawing, painting. Um, actually, I can't really say too much painting these days because it's, it's just like it's expensive and there's not yeah. a whole lot of room. So mostly drawing. Um, Got to admit, I do play some video games. Um, <laughs> um, reading. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a huge list. Um, the girlfriend and I have been trying to get out way more. So that's been kind of cool. Like we we went out camping twice during the pandemic um, out to Beacon. Um, Some good breweries up there. What's that? Some good breweries up there. So I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm not a drinker. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, good breweries uh, all over there. And I mean, got some good ones here too. But well, they're everywhere now. Um, but uh, yeah, we were at uh, Mayloff's uh, camp. What was it? Mayloff's camp or something like that. Um, kind of embarrassed that I can't remember the name. Yeah, Anyways, right. yeah, you go up there. They pick you up at the Beacon um, train station, Unirail, and they take you up to a, a trail that they you know, hike into the campsite. And it's all like kind of campsite, right? It's like it's more like glamping because. They give you a platform that they pitch a tent for you. You've got a little like stovetop thing there, but you're out for all intents and purposes in the woods. Right. You know, there's a state park behind you that, you know, people hike and um, yeah. So it was great to let the phone die and walk up a mountain over the other end and return to a dead phone, knowing yeah. that nobody called you because- I need you're on vacation and nothing like a phone dying you being anxious and then turning it on and no messages nothing like oh uh, yeah it was amazing and and that one in itself was a learning experience too right like i know we all we all suffer through long hours um but there are you have to learn when to turn it off right and in a manner that doesn't make you crazy so that was a good exercise and like okay not freaking out like this time people don't really need things from me passed on my working files to somebody else. They can take care of it from there. No one's going to die. I can finally enjoy this time to myself. 
I guess the last question for me is if you do have a dream agency or client or brand, you want to give a little right. shout out to? Um, I've always wanted to do something like a snack brand because I feel like there's no pretense there. Um, I don't have to make a Super Bowl commercial and it moves people to tears. Yeah. You know, it would be fun to just like, I don't know, you remember that SNL skit about Cheetos? Yeah. Right. So it's like, I want to be on the funny team that's just trying to sell some chips. I don't want to try to save the world with a bag of chips, right? Um, and as far as agencies go, like, I don't care about the agency name. And I know that sounds cliche, but I worked with a lot of great people at Ogilvy. And it's like, wherever those people go, I would like to be in that circle because those are great people to work with. And of course, I'm in the beginning of my career, so I'm gonna meet lots of other great folks. Um, but in the end, like that's what it's about. And you see people bounce around, you're like, oh man, you know, I wish I could work on their team, that team, because at the end of the day, it's the the people at the, you know, leading the thing and leading the charge. That's what it's about. If it's just a, a name and you're at a desk in a in a random you know, with, with no one to uh, get your back or push you to make good work in a way that's supportive, then yeah. I don't know. You might as well just have any other job, right? Like, yeah, totally. I agree. That's a good mentality to have. And hopefully, like you said, you know, early in your career, you find some of those people and latch on to them and, you know, kind of follow them wherever they go. Yeah, yeah. Ogilvy had a, a bunch of great people there that I, I love working with, and it was a great stepping stone. You know, unfortunately, it had to come down to, to the pandemic and everything. Yeah, well, appreciate you taking the time to hop on. You know, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, well, if you go to my website, you can get my email, uh, my Instagram there. And um, yeah, you, you know, feel free to DM me or email me. Awesome. <laughs> we'll start having people sliding into the DMs. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's juankurtzman.com. Kurtzman with a K-U-R-T-C. Um, awesome. Well, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for popping <laughs> on. And this was, this was fun. Hey, likewise. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. That's a, a wrap for the 79th episode of Bouncing Back. You know, anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me an email at M-A-L-O-W-930 at gmail.com. And now everyone can check out these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back and Advertising. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you.